Welcome to High Cheese. It's Friday, July 7, 2023, and I hope everyone had a good July 4th Independence Day. So let's go to a couple important items that uh, took place this week. And the first thing I wanted to talk about is the court injunction by a Louisiana judge that now prevents the Biden administration from colluding with big tech to censor free speech. Now, this goes back to May 2022 when Missouri, the attorney general from Missouri, sued the Biden administration because of them colluding with big tech to censor average American speech. And the suit alleged that a massive coordinated effort by the deep state to work with big tech to censor and manipulate Americans from average citizens to news outlets on issues including the Hunter Biden laptop, 2020 election integrity, COVID-19 origin, and skepticism, COVID-19 vaccine skepticism, among other issues. Now, this has been meandering through the court, and who knows where it would have ended up if the Republicans did not win the House 2022, in November 2022. And because of that, they were able to create the weaponization of government committee, and then Elon Musk purchased Twitter. And with that, the resulting Twitter drops, the Twitter files, clearly showed that the Biden administration was colluding with big tech to censor free speech, to bully big tech in some cases, about election issues, about COVID, about the Hunter Biden laptop. So we may not have had this decision by this judge if the Republicans did not win Congress, at least a House in 2022. So we should be thankful for that. So what this injunction does, essentially what it does, it prevents the Biden administration from colluding with big tech, moving ahead until this case is adjudicated. Now, here's the interesting thing. The judge actually named members of the Biden administration and prevented them from talking or colluding with uh, big tech. He mentioned Fauci. He mentioned Karine Jean-Pierre, Mayorkas, all top Biden officials as well as their staffs. So he called them out. He said, you guys can't do this. You got to stay away from big tech. Got to protect free speech here. And again, this is an injunction. It's only occurring until this case is adjudicated, which for all practical purposes, if if he's the sitting judge on this, it's going to go down. But here's what I think is going to happen. I really think that next year in 2024, during the election, I think that this administration, the people that work in this Biden administration are going to be so desperate that they're going to try find ways to work around and work with big tech. And they don't they won't care what the repercussions are once Trump wins because they're just so desperate. Now, the other thing you have to watch out for is, are we going to see Biden officials resigning from the administration and then taking charge with big tech? So you essentially don't need that collusion if you put former Biden officials in key positions in these tech companies, and then they can do what they want. They already know what their marching orders are, and there should be a way for us to find out if, in fact, that is happening. Now, you know it's not going to happen at Twitter. It's likely going to happen on Facebook, YouTube. Now, I've been affected by this. I've had a one of my episodes taken down by YouTube 
And I know I've been shadow banned, but that's in the past. Maybe uh, they'll stop doing it to me and thousands of other people that do what I do. But we shall see. It's a really good sign. It's a really, really good sign here. Going into the election in 2024, we don't have to worry about collusion between the Biden administration, the deep state, and these big tech companies. However, I just hope there's mechanisms in place that we can monitor this, and then we can find out if there's former Biden officials that are now working for these big tech companies. So we shall see. So they found cocaine in the White House on Sunday. And the White House is doing a real neat tap dance on this in an attempt to obfuscate everything. At first they said, oh, it was found in a library. And no, 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 it wasn't a library. It was found in an area that was high traffic and a lot of people have had access to it, this area. And then they come out and say, nope, wasn't that. It was found outside the Situation Room where very, very few people have access to other than high-ranking officials of the Biden administration. And with that said, I want to go to a clip. It's with um, Dan Bongino. Dan Bongino is a former Secret Service member, and he's going to give us a lay of the land here. And his lay of the land tells us that there are very few people that have the ability to bypass the checkpoints going into the White House where they have dogs and other ways of finding drugs on people. And the only people that can bypass those checkpoints are members of the president's family. So let's go to this clip and then we'll come back and discuss. You can't get dropped in from the roof. You can't get tunneled in from below. You have to go in through one of those checkpoints. They surround the entire 18 acres. So whether this cocaine was found in the Lincoln bedroom or in, say, the diplomatic reception room, it doesn't matter. Somebody had to bypass a security magnetometer checkpoint to get that in there. Do you understand? It, it doesn't matter. Once you, The 18-acre complex is like a ring surrounding the whole thing. The only way to get in is to go through one of those checkpoints, right? So now you have to ask yourself, well, who could have possibly went through a checkpoint and brought cocaine in? And the answer is no one. It's someone who would have bypassed the checkpoints. Well, who bypasses the checkpoints? The Secret Service with the protectees. Biden, the Biden family members, Jill Biden. The Secret Service doesn't go through the checkpoints. They have guns. What the hell are they going to go through the checkpoints for? To detect guns? And they bring the protectees with them. The Secret Service didn't have cocaine on them. So it had to be one of the protectees. There's no other explanation. They would never have gotten through the checkpoint. There's not a chance in hell. They were driven in. Probably one of the family members was likely driven in by the Secret Service who had it on him, found it, and just left it in the White House. It's a simple explanation, man. Occam's razor. Keep it simple, stupid. Sad, but true. That is most likely what happened. It's the only way that would have got in there. No one's getting in the 18-acre complex. Nobody. Not staff. No one else with cocaine on them, Period. So it certainly makes sense that Hunter Biden's the culprit. He gets to bypass the checkpoints. We know he's a drug addict. We know he's irresponsible. And it's likely him. Hey, it could be Joe. You take a look at Joe sometimes when he's making a speech with his wide eyes and dilated pupils. Maybe they give it to him to keep him going. Maybe he put it there by accident. Maybe it's Jill. Maybe it's another member of the Biden family. 
But that's reasonable to assume this. And like Bongino said, the simplest answer is the likely answer. And I think that even in the mainstream media, they're realizing this. And with that said, I want to go to a clip. And it's with Kelly O'Donnell. She works for MSNBC. And are they trying to throw Kamala Harris under the bus on this? So let's go to this clip. It's with Kelly O'Donnell. Let me play it, and then we'll come back and discuss. NBC News has now learned the bag was found in the West Wing on Sunday. Joining me now is NBC News senior White House correspondent Kelly O'Donnell. But Kelly, the big change is where this was found. And it was found, um, by my observation, in a much more secure place, limited access place, than that West Wing reception area. It's still a publicly trafficked, a frequently trafficked place, but it's down near the Situation Room, right off West Executive, down below. And normal people just average people just can't get in there even with the entry from the northwest gate well let me let me bring you up to date with the reporting that i have what we have learned is that there are in fact two west wing entrances you know that i know that but for the benefit of our audience and now the investigation has progressed and so they're saying the west executive entrance which as you noted is closer to the situation room and closer uh to uh the Navy mess where there's the facilities for food and so forth. It is uh, also next to West Executive Drive. That's where, for example, the vice president's vehicle is parked. Kamala Harris. That's what the implication is here. Oh, no, it wasn't Hunter. It wasn't Joe. It wasn't Jill. Maybe it was Kamala. And I just find this really interesting that they would even do that. Throw the vice president's name out there. What are they trying to do? Some may speculate, hey, maybe it's a hook to get rid of Kamala. Make her the couplet, take her off the ticket. Or maybe it's just throwing another shiny object out there to, t- to take uh, your eyes off of uh, Joe and Hunter and Jill and the family. But with that said, I want to take us to another clip. And it's with O'Donnell. And, you know, it seems that the press is out there already trying to groom their people that, oh, don't expect much from this. They're really not going to find anybody which I find startling. So let's go to this clip, and then we'll come back and discuss. And the key thing is that multiple officials are cautioning that it is unlikely uh, and certainly possible uh, that there would be a resolution to this, meaning forensic evidence found that could identify an individual. Scanning the video, doing the testing, uh, but they are preparing us for uh, a result that will be no conclusive evidence found. And the reason there won't be any conclusive evidence found is because they don't want you to know any conclusive evidence. Just like the Supreme Court with the leaker on the Dodd decision. They know who it is. They just don't want you to know. And they think the American people are going to accept this. Oh, we just don't know. And you're telling me with all the surveillance cameras that are in the White House... All the technology they they have, they can't see. They can't find who put the uh, cocaine there. I just don't believe it. Now, the other option is maybe they're working on a fall guy. Maybe it is Kamala. Maybe it's some lower-level staffer. Hey, take the head here. You'll get fired, but we'll put you in a Democratic think tank. Make a lot more money. All these options are on the table with these people. 
Because remember, these are the same people that lied about the Hunter laptop, colluded with tech companies. So they're very comfortable with lying. They're very comfortable with misleading. And they've got their minions in the mainstream media that are just going to carry their water. So we shall see. So now Biden is going around counting his Bidenomics. How great the economy is under Joe Biden. And maybe it is his cocaine because he's in another world. He's got to be on drugs if he thinks that this is a good economy right now. And he's touting jobs. Oh, there was jobs. You know, we're keeping jobs. The unemployment rate is down. Well, all he's done is just bought back the jobs that we lost during the pandemic. That's what he's done. And in the process, because of his spending, he's just created a massive amount of inflation where the real wages of workers has gone down. So we've got the American people losing money because of inflation. We've got credit card debt that's hitting records. People can't afford their necessities, so they're putting everything on credit cards. That's a good economy. First two quarters of 2022, we saw a contraction in our gross national product, gross domestic product, I should say. And that's a good economy. Again, maybe he's the one that's taking the drugs. We've got a stock market that's just flailing. It's creating its own story and going with it in order to keep it going up. Instead of looking at the fundamentals, and if you looked at the fundamentals of the stock market today, it's not that good. But according to Biden, oh, this is great. Everything's great. This is Bidenomics. Well, I, I think that's going to fall flat, Joe. I think you're in another world, and the people around you are in another world. And this is how bizarre things are right now. Earlier this week, we had the, the ADP report on private payrolls, and they were nearly double what the estimate was. But then later this week, the jobs report came out, and it was disappointing. It was less than expected. So what's going on here? We've got this so-called data that's out there. They're just contradicting itself. And while I'm at it with the jobs report, there was another downward revision that they had to make on the jobs report. Last week, it was significant revision upwards to our GDP for the second quarter. A significant revision upwards. Who's counting the numbers? So now with the jobs report that came out, it underperformed. But what they snuck in in these articles is that there was a downward revision of 110,000 in April and May. So the reports that came out in April and May on our jobs had to be revised downward by a total of 110,000. That's significant. Who's counting in Washington? And I'm getting to the point where I'm starting to believe that these numbers are cooked because the reality that Biden wants you to believe is not the reality that we see. High inflation, workers losing real wages, young people being forced to live in their parents' house until they can afford to buy a house. What kind of economy is that? Is that something you should be proud of? Again, this is going to fall flat. And if this is all that Biden can hang his hat on, he's going to lose in 2024. And in a related topic, uh, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen is over in China, begging China that we want to continue our relationship with them. And you know what China wants? China wants the United States to pull back and reverse all the tariffs that Donald Trump put on them. That's what they want. And let's see what Biden does and Yellen does with that. And Yellen's already came out and said, well, no, we've got to have an economic relationship. We have to have a strong economic relationship with China. 
in perfect globalist fashion. Chinese government that's killed 100 million of its own people, that have Muslim Uyghurs in concentration camps, work slave camps. But we got to do business with them. And that's what Yellen wants. And for Joe Biden, that's the economy that he wants. He wants an economic dependence on China and his thumb on the middle class of this country. That's not a way to run an economy. And you think about that. Most Americans will tell you that our number one threat right now is China. Not Russia, China. And here we have Janet Yellen out there sucking up to the Chinese. But this is the world that they want. And with that said, I want to read you an article from the New York Post. And it has to do, this is what type of economy, this is what type of business that these people in Washington right now want to run. All this legislation that Biden put together and had uh, his Democrats pass, the Inflation Reduction Act, the Infrastructure Act, it's really not designed to help you. It's really designed to help the consulting class, the engineers, the ones that make the contributions to the Democratic Party. That's what they want. And let me just read an article here because I I think you'll get the gist of what I'm trying to talk about. And it has to do with uh, Governor Hochul from New York just scrapped a $64 million app program that was supposed to track and people that got their COVID vaccines. And $64 million. Over two years, she spent $64 million on this program. Now, originally, the program was only supposed to cost $2.5 million. And then it jumped to $17 million, and then it jumped to $64 million over a two-year period. And you know why it jumped from $2.5 million originally to $64 million? Because there was excessive payments to consultants and contractors, according to a probe by the Times Union. All consulting payments, including those made at Deloitte and the Boston Consulting Group, are now the subject of an investigation by State Inspector General Lucy Yang. Again, did I say this is what they want? It's not, you know, look, for these people, it's not about doing good for the America as a whole. It's all about taking care of their consultants, their contractors. And you take a look at all this money that Biden has spent to date. I think we should take a look at how much is going to consultants, contractors, NGOs, lawyers, That's who's getting taken care of first. If there's anything left over, we'll get it. But that's how they work. And that's how Washington works. Think about it. How can you start with a $2.5 million estimate on a simple app and it explodes to $65 million over two years? Because Hochul doesn't control the state. It's the contractors. It's the consultants. It's the lawyers. And they're taking their fees out of this. Think about what you could spend $65 million or $64 million on instead of these consultants. So we shall see. Well, just a couple items I want to talk about before I go. Uh, The first thing is that the CDC came out with guidelines for transgendered women, ones that were previously a man, on how to breastfeed or chest feed an infant. And they set up some guidelines for transgendered men that became women on how to breastfeed kids. And what they did is they cite a study where men were pumped up with certain hormones and drugs 
and they were able to discharge some type of liquid from their nipples. But it wasn't actually milk. It was some kind of discharge. And one of the drugs that they gave these men were actually on a list that it was recommended that women not use this drug when when, uh, breastfeeding because it's dangerous for the kid. So it's not about the kid with these people. It's about themselves. They want to feel good about themselves. They're a guy. They think they're a girl now. They have a baby, and they want to breastfeed it. But it's not breastfeeding. It's just pumping yourself up with a drug to allow you to discharge some kind of liquid out of your nipple, and then your baby's going to suck on it. There's no nutrition there. makes you feel good. And if you did it every day, it'd probably kill your baby. And this is how insane this is. But I shouldn't be surprised because the left, babies have much little lesser value than the existing human being, whether it's about the abortion issue, pedophilia. So children and kids do not rank as high on the scale of humanity as they do with Republicans and, and normal people. But this is where we are right now. And this is what we have to fight. Now, if you get a chance, go out and see Sound of Freedom. It's a movie which stars Jim Caviezel. And Caviezel is the actor who played Jesus in Passion of the Christ. So he's got another blockbuster movie that he's in. And it has to do with a, and it's a true story. And it has to do with a D, uh, Homeland Security agent that quit his job to go and track down child sex traffickers in Colombia. Now, it's done really well at the box office. The last time I checked, it was beating out the new Indiana Jones movie. But it's based on a true story. I highly recommend it. There is a massive child sex trafficking industry that goes on in this world and in the United States, too. And the more we know about it, the more we can do about it. And again, you'll get no movement on this from the left because they don't view children in the same way we do. So with that said, please go out and see the movie. I'm going to do so this week. And with that said, thank you so much for listening. You have a good week, and I'll talk to you next Saturday.